Yeah, in English then. Yes. I'll try. We we lived in England. I have always been a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home where I fell asleep under the table while there were prayer meetings in the house. So he has always, I've always talked to Jesus every day. He's always been my friend. And I have never had a period where I have been thinking, does he live or, because I'm, why would I? It's like I would doubt that he's alive, nearly like that. It's. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I speak to him every day, so that's how I have been growing up. This has been so natural and very, very, um, it's, I felt so safe. It has been so good for me to grow up like that. Then I, grew, we, I was part of a Pentecostal church as well, which was sometimes good, sometimes a bit more legalistic, unfortunately. Then we moved to England and became part of the New Frontiers Church. And it was nearly like that, a freedom shout. It felt, I felt so free. The only thing that was important was the relationship with God, which was natural to me, and relationships to each other. And I just felt, wow, this is how I want to do church. Mm. And that came very naturally to your personality, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, then we moved, felt that we should move back to Sweden, start a church like this. We, that's what we wanted, and that's how we felt God wanted us to do that as well. So we moved back, started a little house group. It didn't become a group like this, unfortunately. Uh, but we are now part of a city it's called City Kyrkan in Stockholm, which is a very good church as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. We have just, um, in March, we became, we are officially part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe not 100% what we, how we like it to be, but it's good to have a family mm-hmm. while we are waiting for mm-hmm. our dream to happen mm-hmm. in Stockholm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, we haven't seen the end of of, of that yet. We have some ideas yeah. and some plans. Mm-hmm. And we are also sharing the heart of, especially the church leader called Paul. He, mm-hmm. he has, in his vision for, for the church, it's very, very similar to ours. So, mm-hmm. so we are quite excited about being part of this church and, 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 and take part of that vision because we, we, have a, we don't know this yet, but we have a feeling that it can be something coming together. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a very... Mm-hmm. Yep. Good, solid, nice guy. Mm. Young, quite young mm. compared to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who just look young. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> and that's yeah, enough. Right. You don't yeah, need yeah. to do what ah. know to do what we do every day and And uh Yvonne talked a little bit about her upbringing and so on. I will come into that a little bit when I share what I'm about to share as well. Just just a tiny bit at least. So thank you very much for have, having this opportunity to, to take part in a mo- morning service like this and also to share what I think God has put on my heart this morning. And um, just I, I, the plan for this morning or what I think is that first put a kind of foundation actually who we are as Christians, mm-hmm. who we are 
lite mycket what we are as, as a church. Um, and, and then talk a bit about what implication that may, may have for our day-to-day life, what happens around us based on that. But just as a short background, uh, you know, Jesus came not to, to finish something uh, just, but he came to, to end an era of the Old Testament and the way of living as the Jewish people lived with reaching God through what the, what everything they could do, following their laws and so on. Jesus came in a way to end that and to, to have something com- completely new, fantastic to emerge from that. And I think that, that is one super good thing to remember. The other one is that God loves imperfect people. Mm-hmm. Because you will quite soon find out that I am very ordinary. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, I may disappoint you at this stage. You may feel that, but you are not. We will see that later on. But I am ordinary, but I'm serving something, someone who is extraordinary, who is mm-hmm. magnificent, magnificent, who is great. And that is, that is what we are all actually doing here. Another thing is, as, as the Old Testament, the Jewish people, they had to do a lot of things in order to receive good. That is today called, in other religions, called karma. You do good and you receive good. But the amazing thing with God is, you, you do good, you do bad, but you receive good. Mm. And that is called grace. Yes. And that is, a, that is built on two completely different foundations. The grace of God is enormous. He talked about the grace of God when we were worshipping. He also talked about his amazing eternal love. And I will not talk so much about that, but it, the, God's eternal love is like the most powerful healing power for our inner beings. It says in his words, it drives out all types of fears. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something which encounters us, all of us from time to time, that type of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God's love is driving that fear away. So that, that is also a kind of foundation thing. Um, yeah, freedom shout, Galatians. And I, got the, I asked Josh if I should continue to, to, to talk about that. And I got the verse, uh, Galatians 4, verse 6. And when I read it first, it was like walking along a, you know, a wooden plank or a wooden wall. Um, and I could not really see through it. I thought it was not, not so much. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is amazing and then, then it all, all of a sudden became like can you say a, a whole of a twig is that English like you, a very branch is growing out there is a hole in, in the wood and I looked into it and actually something opens up and that, that actually touched my heart yeah. a lot so I, I read this uh, Galatians 4 and 6 because you are his sons God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. And, and actually, I read also the verse before, um, just to put it into context. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoptions to sonship. Mm. That part... Adoption to sonship, that is a kind of objective thing. It's a legal thing. You are adopted. It, it doesn't say so much about um, our feelings or anything. It's, it's just a legal term. Mm-hmm. When we say yes to Jesus, he has adopted us mm-hmm. as sons and daughters. Yeah. We are his, his mm-hmm. children. And then when we read this, 
the first, the first word is because, because you are his sons and daughters. That word because, I mean, that is signaling something rock solid, mm. something to build on. This mm. is nothing to, to discuss. Mm. You are God's children. We are building on this. It's it's simple fact. Mm. Mm. And read 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 the, the verse through. Then has sent God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit of Jesus is sent into our hearts. He has sent Jesus through his spirit into our hearts. The springs, the and the spirit, the Holy Spirit, I will just read through a couple of more verses about that, but the, the Holy Spirit, he brings something no longer maybe objective, he brings something subjective, kind of feeling, mm -hmm. uh, a, a helper, a personal experience, a gift into our, into our lives. I, I just read from John 14 and fi fo uh, chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. This is Jesus saying this. And I will ask a father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Mm -hmm. The word cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus himself is prophesying that the Spirit will come and he will come and be with us mm -hmm. through the Spirit. But is this just for a few group of, of people? Is it, is it, is it just for, for one or two of us? Then I read from Acts 2 and 38. Peter replied, mm. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for mm -hmm. all whom the Lord our God will, will call. Mm -hmm. Jesus first is prophesying about himself coming. Then Peter is explaining what has happened. Mm -hmm. That repent, which basically means that you are heading in one direction. And by repentance, you, you turn around mm -hmm. and you walk towards God. Mm -hmm. You say yes. I would like to be that you are part of my life. Mm. Yes, Lord, I want you to, to guide me and I want to live with you. Yeah. And then it says in, in the Bible, we, which we all believe is true, and it is true, that you will receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. There are so many examples of, of this. I can just, um, you, you may have heard this before, um, it was from, from Sweden in, in last century and, and the century even before, Many, many people left for America, actually from Gothenburg here, most of them. And they, they may, may have sold their small farms and stuff and bought the ticket over to America. And it was one guy who actually did that. And he was traveling on, on that ship over to America. But he was staying down in the very basement, of, if you can say that, the bottom parts of the ship. Mm -hmm. And maybe there were rats and all sorts of stuff. And he tried to have a small piece and eat from time to time. Until one day, when one of the other um, passengers on that, that journey said, why are you down here and just eating the small things on the floor? Do you not know that when you bought the ticket, you have free access to the restaurant? <laughs> and it, it, is the same, it is the same thing with God. Many people have lived as Christians for, for a long time, maybe their full lives, like that guy first, until one day he experienced exactly what we read in Acts, that 
the ticket is bought with, with the table laid in front of you. Mm. So it is for everyone, yeah. the Holy Spirit. For me, Yvonne, Yvonne told us about when she was little, she, she was under the table in the prayer meetings at home and stuff. For me, I, I, I had a slightly different experience, but in my Christian life, I was Christian all the time, but I did not um, uh, feel the power of it. I did not, not live in, in accordance with being a Christian until one day, one of my friends, he, he was baptized, as we say, in, he, he, he experienced the Holy Spirit. Mm. That happened basically the same time as my mom did. And especially, well, both of them, but especially with my friend, I saw the difference with him. And I started to seek, and I thought that was something I needed as well. Mm. And one day when I was, actually I was praying for, for uh, receiving the Holy Spirit, and it just came, kadum. Mm. And, and that changed my life completely. So I, one thing, if you have not experienced the Holy Spirit, seek, seek it. It is a free gift for you. Mm. But as always, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is, is a gentleman. Mm. He's knocking on your door. Mm. The only thing you need to do is open it. But um, he is not pushing himself forward until you open it. So just open your door for, for the Spirit. That is my best advice I can give you. Mm. Reading, reading this, because you, because you are his sons and daughters, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. The Spirit calls out, Abba, Father. This tells us a little bit about also the relationship. It is actually about God's family, the church. Abba Father, Abba, that is a Greek word, but it's, it's a kind of Abba Father, it's a kind of battle cry, something shouting out, freedom shout, mm. it's a kind of freedom shout, it is for freedom I have set you free, mm. uh, you, you can read in the Bible. So it, it is a powerful, strong word, it is, a, as I said, a battle, battle cry, it signals something you can experience in a football pitch, football ground when someone scores you guess I mean I'm quite uh, normally I'm quite uh, what shall we say uh, reserved. Res- a little bit reserved I'm controlled yeah. but you have seen me watching football <laughs> especially when, when my boys are playing or but also when Sweden is playing so I'm very passionate <laughs> and this, this word Abba Father that is a passionate word it's crying out something both to people who can hear it but also out in the spiritual world calls out, that tells us a little bit, call, also talking to God, that is, that is what we can say, being praying in a way, that is to talk to God. I, I, I mean, you, we can go to prayer meetings, we pray in small groups, we pray here. That is a one type of prayer. But quite often we can pray also, this calls out, that is a little bit of more familiar way of, of pray, praying actually. It's like what the child is doing with his father. <coughs> It it's tells us a little bit about the relationship between us and mm. our father, our dad. And, and um, I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I'm quite often when I'm doing things, I'm, I'm talking to God. And I, I can even say goodnight, God, mm-hmm. when, when I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. Not maybe so one can hear me loudly, but I'm saying that inside myself. And I'm not saying this to, to say that I'm good, but I, I think it's a good thing to have a, have a very personal, fa- familiar relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
And Call South can also signal that, that if you have a problem, I shout to, to my dad when I was little or when Alfred is little and he has not yet started to talk, but when he starts to talk, he will shout out to Josh and to Nina when he has a problem. That is exactly what we can do to God as well. We can shout out to him, call out to him, come and help me now, God, and so on. And finally, I shall not dwell into this too much, but um, Abba, Abba is a childish word. It's actually saying papsen in Swedish, if you understand that, or, or daddy or something, very, very familiar. And all these things in this small verse is telling us that God, he wants a family. He wants like a mom and dad and children. That is the way we are related to each other. Um, and just one thing about this passion thing, I don't know if you have plants at home, but it can also be that it's a flashing um, passion coming, but you still feel a bit dry when it has left. Watering a plant at home, if, if you have done that, I, I, I don't do it so often now, but in the past it could dry out and I put water on top of it and it was like water bubbles, pearls on top and it just stayed there. And I think it is a little bit like that with us as well, that when, when this when the passion is coming, when the Holy Spirit is coming, initially it can, it can like bounce back. But staying in, in that presence, it is like the plant. Because after a few minutes, if you look at the plant, don't try this at home. <laughs> they, they say in television, but you can actually try it. <laughs> it starts to, to like pull down into the soil. And, and I think it's the same with us and, and with God, that staying in his presence, letting him pour his water through us. It softens us up and then we start to grow from that. This about the family being adopted is also telling us a little bit we are his sons and daughters. We have a close relationship with him but it also means that we have access to his positions. Everything our father owns has. It's ours. That, that is the meaning of being adopted into his church. And it, it talks here about transforming the world, advancing. We have all the tools. All, all our father's possessions, all his tools, is, is actually ours. I don't think I'm, I'm exaggerating when I'm saying that. I strongly believe that that is the case. We have, we have access to all his possessions. And that also means that being adopted by him also means that we are, each one of us, is an heir to, to the kingdom. Total rights. If I just stop there for a second, isn't that mind-blowing in a way? Yeah. Th this, these things were mind-blowing to me when I read it. And if you, if you start to look around... Each one of you guys here are an heir of God. You are, you are his dearest pos possession, in a way. He knows that we are, we are incomplete, that we are ordinary. He knows all our shortcomings. We can lie to ourselves, but we can never lie to God. Still, he loves us. Eternal love, unconditionally, he loves us. But if we are God's children, like like we are, walking around now. Imagine if Jesus was walking around in Gothenburg. 
what would happen? It would be in, what is it called? Göteborgs Posten, GT. <laughs> they would write, write things about that Jesus is actually walking through Gothenburg. But in a way, he, he is, by all of us here in, in Gothenburg, he is actually walking around. That, that can feel like a pressure, but it also can feel like a huge opportunity. As, as we, have to, we, have, we have access to all his possessions, all his power, his toolbox. Toolbox. But we don't have to do anything at the same time. It's by his grace, staying in his presence, we, we, can, we, can, we can actually walk around with confidence, with our heads held high like that. Some people are thinking about work, how, we, how we do with our work. Some feel that you are called to, to work full-time in a church. Some other is not feeling that calling. But one thing is common. We are all called to, to walk and to live like God's children, mm-hmm. regardless of where we are, in a church or if we are working somewhere else. The same power God used to raise Jesus from death is available for us today. First Corinthians. The same power he used to raise him is, is available. But how, how, can that, how, can this, how can this look like, for instance? Now, I promised you not to take an example from Yvonne's life, but, but, <laughs> I, but I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but, but I will also give some other examples. But, but for instance, Yvonne started, in, she's a teacher, started in school, had a very, very difficult boy in school. And, and he was basically, it was basically impossible to, to keep him inside the classroom. And what, what Yvonne did, to make a long story short, she was praying for the boy, and we did, but she was also one or two or three or four or five mornings going to the classroom before the pupils came and prayed in the classroom for, for that should be like a confined area of God's glory in a way. And this didn't happen like this, but after a while, this boy calmed down. And at the end of this, and this is not due to Yvonne, it's due to, to God and the power of prayer and us being obedient, living out the way God has meant it to be, people came from other schools, the head teacher came to look at this boy <laughs> because the rumor spread that he had become yeah, normal, calmed down and behaved. So that is one example. Another example, when we, from where, when we lived in England, um, we came, people asked, why did you move to England? I, I have two stories. One is that job brought us there. The other one is that God called us to, to move to England. Both are true. But um, I, we came job-wise, to, to my, my job was to, to be part of a, a, a factory there. And it was bleeding money. It was, it was quite enormous. We lost a million pounds a month and had done that for four years. And, and once again, to make a long story short, I prayed for, 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 for that industry during all my years there. Prayed for it, not prayed for my success, even if it's nice when things are going well. I prayed for the factory to do well. Mm-hmm. And after a lot of things happening there, today that is a benchmark for the industry, not in just in our group. I'm working for a Swedish company. It's not in our group. It's actually the leading um, factory in, in our business. And, and that is, I think that is just because we can pray for 
from, for our workplaces like that. Mm. And when we are walking around, in, we are spending a lot of time at workplaces and we are having all sorts of need. My, my secretary, for instance, Nina, her granddaughter had kind of cancer when she was very little. And I remember when we, we prayed for that young girl several times in my office. And, and she's still alive 15 years or 10 years later now, healthy again. Being, being, and, and that is a pure miracle. I think we all can make an impact regardless of where we are at. If you are students at university, if you are working in, in different places, we, we can make an impact. And God has called you, each one of you, actually to walk around, empowered by the Spirit, here in Gothenburg. And if you have time, I would like, if you can have a possibility to pray for each other. If, if you haven't experienced the freedom of the Holy Spirit, you can pray for that. If you want to be empowered for your work life or school life, you pray for that. Because I believe with this foundation, we, we, if we just look around ourselves, we see there is a huge need everywhere. And many people are actually searching God without maybe knowing it. And, and so that's what, what I was about to share this morning. But I would like us to, to pray together if, if we can do that. And, and I think that prayer part can release into new directions. It can release us set in, in, into new ways of serving and and uh, I feel that that this part is is very important mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah.